0: Hi, I'm Pastor Dennis Hester, and I wanna welcome you as you join First Baptist Watauga in listening to these messages. Whether you're listening uh, on an audio podcast, or you're watching on our Facebook page or on YouTube, we're glad that you've joined us. Our heart and desire is that through these messages, you might continue to grow in your faith. We're a church that's committed to God's word and uh, simply proclaiming the truth of what he says. And so as you join us, I hope that you grow and that you flourish in your faith. I'd also encourage you to make sure that you're plugged into a local body of believers. If you're here in Watauga, we'd love to meet you, that you could join in with us. If you're outside of Watauga, I'd encourage you to find that body of Christ that you can get plugged into to there's nothing that that can substitute for that local uh, relationship as you join with others in worship of our holy God so welcome we're glad that you're here to listen and join in if you would need prayer or you need to be encouraged in some other way I would encourage you to uh, just simply uh, email us uh, contact us through Facebook and we'd love to get back with you as soon as we could God bless you as you listen to God's Word
1: well good morning church Good morning. Let me try that again. Good morning, church. I will be honest, I have been up way too late and I had to drink a Red Bull this morning. And so, because I don't drink coffee, um, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but coffee is not my thing. So I am fired up. I'm ready. I'm excited to be here. So I want to thank you, Brother Dennis. And thank you, Brother Kevin, just, just all that you've done in my life. Uh, if you don't know, my name's Josh Robinson as they've introduced me. I was an intern here and, and God used this church in so many ways because where I am today would have not been, it would never happen if it wasn't for number one, God in my life and number two, God using this church. And so I wanna thank many of you uh, who, who walked with me through uh, my 2012 and 2013 self <laughs> um, that was a young college student who had no idea what he was doing. Uh, and now I am just an older 27-year-old who still has no idea what he's doing, but I'm, I'm faking it till I make it. So if you would, open your copy of God's Word to Mark chapter four. Mark chapter four. Now, we've been talking about this um, all weekend. Mark chapter four, and, and we've been talking about the parable of the sowers, or, or as other people would term it, the parable of the soils. Because the focus here is, is not... On the, the sower because the sower sows the seed. That's that's a given. It's not on the seed because the seed is the word of God, that's a given. It's on the soil and the responses that, that they have to the seed when it's sown. So as if you're there, if you would, as I told the youth to say, if you were there in Mark chapter four, would you just say word? Word. If you are still not there, can you just say, wait? okay, just a few of you, okay. Mark chapter four, if you would read with me, starting in verse three. Mark chapter four says this. Listen, consider the sower who went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seed fell along the path and the birds came and devoured it. But other seed fell on rocky ground where it didn't have much soil and it grew up quickly since the soil wasn't deep. But when the sun had come, it was scorched. And since it had no root, it withered away. Other seed fell among the thorns, and those thorns came up, choked the seed, and it didn't produce fruit. But still, and this is the focus, focus on this verse, still other seed fell on good ground. What kind of ground? Good ground. And it grew up producing fruit that increased 30, 60, and 100 times what was sown. And then Jesus said, Let anyone who has an ear hear, listen. Listen. Also read with me in verse 14 through 20. I I just, because Jesus clearly explains this. And if you hear nothing else, at least hear what Jesus has to say about this passage. Verse 14 goes further down. It says, the sower sows the word and some are like the word sown on the path. Again, we, our hearts are like the soil. And here's what he explains. When they hear immediately, Satan comes and takes away the word that's sown in them. But others are like the seed sown on the rocky ground. When they hear the word, immediately they receive it with joy. But when they have no root, they are short-lived. And when distress or persecution comes because of this word, they immediately fall away. Others are like seeds sown among the thorns. They are the ones who hear the word, but the worries of this age, the deceitfulness of wealth, and the desires for other things enter in and choke the word. Say choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. And those like seeds sown on good ground, hear the word. This is important. And again, welcome it. They produce fruit 30, 60, and 100 times what was sown. Would you pray with me real quick as we, as we get ready to just see what God wants to say today? Father God, you were good. You were gracious. And Father God, you, you love us and you brought us here today for a reason. God, whether we were drawn here just because it's the the typical thing that we should do or the typical thing we've done every morning, whether it be something new, whether we're here for the first time or whether we're here because this is our last hope, Lord, I pray that as we open up the word, Lord, number one, would you give me wisdom in what I speak? Would you give me truthfulness in what I share? Lord, would you speak through me in that way? And Lord, whatever it is that these these people, Lord, your people have come to hear, Lord, whatever it is you want to say today, would you speak to the hearts of the people? Lord, use me, guide them, guide me, and lead us all together. Lord, allow us to know that you never leave nor forsake us. Lord, that you love us. Lord, that you desire those who are far from you. In your name, amen. So today... I'm so excited again to be here and preach about the Word of God. Because, I mean, let's be real. The, the most exciting thing to a believer should be the Word of God. It should be seeing other people respond to the Word of God. And so we've been talking about this week the, the, the frequency, right? We, I don't know if it's not up there, so sorry. Um, I have a screen there. It, it's called frequency is the theme of D-NOW. Frequency meaning tuning our hearts to hear the voice that matters. Tuning in, listening in, taking, our, taking our, not just our ears, but our, spirit, our heart, our spiritual self. And when, when God speaks, that we tune into his voice. You see, his voice matters. And if we don't listen, it, we end up like some of these soils. You see, God speaks Every single day, God speaks through his word, through, through the Holy Spirit, which lines up with his word. God speaks every day. And it is so important that we tune our hearts to hear that. You see, in my life, I'm recently married. Again, 2012, Josh was not married, praise God. But 2019, Josh has been married for a successfully one year. I have not annoyed her. Uh, I have not ran her off. And I have learned several things in marriage. We also have a child, so that's also fun. Uh, he, is, he is a blessing and he likes to scream and I have no, had no sleep tonight, so thus the Red Bull. But here's what I've learned in marriage is that I need to listen to my wife when she speaks. And when she calls or she says something, I need to tune my ear to listen. Husbands, some of you know this. Yeah. uh-huh. Thanks, Miss Cindy. See, I've also learned some other things that it, if she cooks me a meal, I better say it's the most wonderful thing I've ever eaten in my life. And if she says it's bad, I say, you know, there could be corrections, but only if you think so. I, I mean, I have to listen to what she says. There's other things I've learned is that, again, when she calls, which I have always been terrible about, if you text me, if you call me, I may not respond to you for another two months. John Bird knows this well. See, the truth is, is that When she would always, early on in marriage, which means like last January, when we first got married, she would always call me or she would text me and she would leave me these voicemails, which first of all, never, ever, if you ever get married, do not send your wife to voicemail. Because here's the thing is that I would always miss it because I would just assume with the same ringtone, with with the same things, I would assume that every single call was just some telemarketer trying to give me a warranty that's extended on my car, which has 207,000 miles and it's really old and they hang up every time I tell them how old it is. So I just assume it's all the same and I learned quickly it wasn't. And so in my life, I would come home every single day and she'd be like, I called you, why did you not answer? I texted you, I was hungry, I wanted a snack and where were you? Uh, whatever it may be, she, she said something and yet I didn't hear her because I didn't tune into the voice that mattered. I didn't tune into the call that mattered. So I learned quickly, how do I remedy this? Well, she has her own set of ringtones. When she texts me, it says, you have a text from your wife, young Jedi which is Star Wars. When she calls me, it says, praise God, it's your wife. Thank you, Lord, for another beautiful day. And people laugh at me. People go, are you serious? That's the funniest ringtone I've ever heard. But you know what? It helps me tune in to the calls that matter. I hardly ever miss her call. And when I do, it's because, well, God's doing something or I'm just, you know, I'm again, not listening to her voice. But the truth is, is that in the same way in our lives, we have to tune out some things if we're going to tune into the voice of God. See, in this soil, we've been talking about the three soils all weekend and we're gonna cover that. But the soil that I wanna cover today is the good soil, which received the word, it welcomed the word and it grew a hundred times what was sown. You see, that should be our desire this morning. Is that when the word of God is spoken, that when God speaks, we listen, we receive what he has to say, and we do something about it. I mean, that's the plain and simple ruining my message. That's what we're called to do. We have to tune into the frequency that matters. But in order to hear him, we have to tune out of some things. First off, we looked at the first soil. The first soil this weekend was the soil that that, that is hardened. It's so so beaten and, and bruised, and it's a pathway where people walk and trod. And because of that, when the word of God is spoken, when the seed is sown, this soil just lets the seed sit. And so the birds of this air they come and they pluck up the seed, right? Like little crows at McDonald's that pick up the fries that little children drop. These birds come because they know where the food is. It's in the same way that in our life, Satan knows where the seed is sown and he knows whose heart is hard and who's just unwilling to receive it. And he's quick to grab the seed from our hearts. You see, if we are like this hardened soil, if you are like this hardened soil, if you want to hear God's voice, you need to tune out of Satan's lies. You see, Satan began a lie in Genesis 3, and what was his message to Eve? It wasn't, you know, you should really just rethink and just eat that fruit, or, hey, that fruit looks really good. No, it was, did God really say you shouldn't eat of that fruit? You see, Satan took, Satan, Satan took Jesus or God's word, and he just twisted ever so slightly. He began to question it. But here's what I want to tell you is that the message of truth, the message of hope, whether you believe or whether you're not, whether you don't. You see, the message of truth of Jesus Christ is this, that though we are sinners, Christ invites us to walk with him. You see, the message of Jesus is not come and do better. It's not turn or burn, which I always heard in my life when I was a young kid. It's not you got this. Just hang in there like that little cat poster. Right. You got this. Just hang in there. And the message of Jesus is, no, you're fine. You're good. Just keep on doing what you're doing. Now, the message of Jesus Christ, and I want you to understand this. If you hear nothing else, the message of Jesus Christ is simple. In three words, I can sum it up because it's the same three words Jesus said over and over again in his ministry. Come and see." You see, the message of Jesus Christ, if we're going to tune into his voice, we have to tune out of Satan's lies and we have to believe the truth about God's word. And that's this, that Jesus invites us, he invites us to come and be forgiven, to come and find love in him, to come and find worth, to come and find true life. To come and find purpose, to come and be satisfied, to come and find hope in your lostness, in your brokenness, to come find hope when it's darkest in your life, to come and literally see Jesus. Jesus invites you to come and walk with him, to be with him, to love him, to be loved by him. Jesus is an invitation. And did God really invite you this morning? I have to tell you this, that if you are hearing the word of God, God invites you to walk with him. It's up to you. Are you going to be the hardened soil? Are you going to tune out of Satan's lies? Or are you going to tune into the truth, the voice that matters? When Jesus says, come and see, he's inviting you to hear the truth. He's inviting you on a journey, a walk with him. You see, if we're going to tune into the voice that matters, we have to first tune out of Satan's lies. But if you look at the rootless soil, the, the second soil, it's a soil that's sown on a rocky ground. And as we talked about, it's not just rocks that are, you know, you know, placed here and there like in a playground where you can clearly see where the rocks are. No, this is a, a, a soil that looks good. It looks profitable. It has a response that when the seed comes, it, 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 it takes the seed, it's tilled up, it begins to grow roots. But to see, the thing is, is that it has a stopping block. You see, on the outside, the sower would begin to see the seed and it would sprout up the fastest. It would be the greenest, it would be the best seed. But what we find out is this, that it withers away. Because there is a rock there is a hard place. There's something on the inside or the the underside of the soil that keeps it from growing, from keeps it from tapping into what matters. The, the wellspring of life that is in the soil, the, the water, the moisture, the things that matter, that seeds need to grow, it can't get past the rock. So what we term that as, is that if we're going to tune out of, uh, if we, we need to tune into the voice that matters, we have to tune out of Satan's lies. But if we're like this soil, we need to grow some roots and we need to tune out the hoopla. Say hoopla with me. Hoopla. Say hoopla. Hoopla. Thank you. Hoopla is the, it's the pizzazz, the flash, the glamour, the, the excitement, the, the, the craziness that, that goes on within Christianity. You see, the way I I, I saw this, the way I, we talked about is this, that we cannot treat Jesus when he speaks. We can't just go, oh yeah, Jesus, he's good, and then begin to continue treating him as though he's a brand that we wear, as though he's the Nike or the Under Armour that we dress ourselves in, or the Calvin Klein that we begin to mask our sin with. He, he has to be true life change in our life, not just change us on the outside. He has to mean more than just a political slogan that we post up on a banner that, hey, there you go, Jesus. If I say Jesus, you should follow me. If I say Jesus, you should just believe what I believe. No, see, Jesus goes a lot deeper than just the outside and he goes into the heart of mankind. Jesus is more than just behavior modification. What I termed as VeggieTale Christians, where we watch VeggieTales, we get a good lesson and we sing a song with Larry, but yet nothing really changed in our life. Jesus is more than just some mountaintop experience. Maybe you went to camp as a kid or maybe you had a conference that you go to or as pastors, we have the convention that we go to and we get free books and lots of good food. And we come back only sometimes just from the mountaintop to the valley going, is Jesus still here? Yes, yes, he is. Because in the moments where we are at our peak, Jesus is there. But in the valley, in our brokenness, when we are weeping in our car, crying out to him, he's there. You see, if we are tuning into the hoopla, we'll never find that Jesus. We'll just find a brand that we can buy into and wear. But Jesus is far more than that. So my call to you is tune out of Satan's lies, tune out the hoopla, But then the third one is the soil that is crowded. It's a soil that it is good soil. It has a heart that wants to believe, but yet it has a lot of thorns that are sucking it dry. That when the gospel permeates the soil, when it begins to grow deep roots, that the thorns that are also within that soil, they begin to tap into those very roots and suck the life of the plant. And so we need to tune out of the thorns. If you want to tune into the voice that matters, you need to tune out of the thorns in your life. Jesus makes those perfectly clear what the thorns are. You see, he would also say later that you and I cannot serve two masters. We cannot serve both God and money. We cannot serve both God and something else. That Jesus should not have to share your heart. God should not have to uh, compete with something else because God must be the main thing. So keep the main thing, the main thing. You see, in Jesus, we have freedom from sin. In Jesus, we have freedom from worry and anxiety and stress. We have freedom from politics. We have freedom from possessions. We have freedom from your 401ks. We have your freedoms from the downfall and the turmoils and the the housing market crash. We have freedom from from your car breaking down. We have freedom from from the, 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 the fact that we are seeking to provide for ourselves, but yet God is provision. We are free from seeking nothing but money and the love of money. We're free from drama we're free from all those things, and yet sometimes we drag ourselves back in, even though he has freed us from everything, to walk with him, to see him, to be provided by, for, from, from him, and also to have things in our life, Lord, to know that the Lord takes away for our benefit and our good. You see, if we tune out of those thorns, It's time to uproot those thorns. It's time to tune out them. It's time to get rid of them. If you say, I made a commitment to Jesus Christ, then are you also committed to something else? You are free to follow Jesus, so follow him. See, if we're going to tune into the voice that matters, we have to tune out Satan's eyes. We have to tune out the hoopla. Say "Hoopla." hoopla. Just like hearing you say it. We have to tune out the thorns. And when we do that, when we do that, we can actually hear the voice that God speaks. Just like when I, I, I tuned into the right 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 uh, ringtones, I got to hear my wife's voice. When we tune out of everything else and we begin to tune into his voice and, and be ready for when he calls and ready for when he speaks, we can tune in and actually hear his voice. But here's the other thing, that when you hear his voice, you must respond. Say, respond. Say, Respond. Say, respond. Say, respond. respond! Thank you, I like hearing you scream it. We must respond. So how did the good soil respond? Well, here's two ways that I see that if we are to tune into God's word, if we're gonna respond to his word when he speaks, we need to, we need to respond in two ways. Number one, with humility. Because we, we can't respond to Jesus when we think it's all about us. <laughs> we can't respond to Jesus when, as we talked about in Sunday school this morning, when it's all about our provision, our life, and everything else, and yet we can't let the Word of God be the last thing and us be the first thing. You see, in humility, we don't deserve the seed. I don't deserve the Word of God. I don't deserve His message. I don't deserve the invitation to come and see Jesus. I deserve to sit on the outskirts and simply just observe the fact that Jesus is walking. I don't deserve anything. I deserve death. I deserve, because of my sin and my brokenness, because I walked up to God and simply said, God, it's my way or the highway. God literally has the right to simply go, okay, you take your way, but my way is the best way. You see, I did nothing to earn the love of Christ. So why would I respond as though I did? See, without Christ, I'm just soil. I'm just dirt. (laughs) And it took a lot of years for me to understand that that without Christ, I am nothing but dirt that needs a seed to be planted in me. Without Christ, I am just an empty and lost soul, wavering. I'm hopeless. I'm lost. I'm in the darkness. I am wandering around like a blind man seeking for someone to simply give, for somebody to simply uh, offer me just alms or or penance or whatever it may be. I'm simply uh, lost and without a home. I am a stranger to this earth. I am a stranger to wherever I wander. You see, the truth is, is that without Jesus, I am wandering like a sheep. And I just want someone to bind my wounds. I just want someone to love me. I just want somebody to give me a a reason to exist. I need somebody to, to trim my wool. I need someone to simply correct the path that I've been walking, which is broken and it's rocky and it's hurting and it's crazy how long and how much I've walked on that path. But see, with Jesus, when I answer in humility, I have to understand this, that he pursued me and he pursued you first. That while we were yet sinners, don't miss that. While you were still sinning, before you were ever born, God knew you would sin against him. And yet he sent Jesus to die for you. If you are a believer, that should go, oh, buddy. That should every single day make you go, I, I know that, that right there. And if you are an unbeliever, I want you to know this. To hear the voice of God, if you hear this truth, to come and see. Understand this, that Jesus didn't have to say, come and see. But he chose to. If we're going to respond, we have to welcome this seed with humility. We have to literally accept it with humility, but we also have to accept it with sincerity. Say sincerity. sincerity. We don't just do it for others. You see, we don't just run the aisle just so everybody can cry and pat us on the back and go, Man, you made a decision for Jesus. Good job. And then just, Allow other people to know us because we get on the praise team or allow people to know us because we, we serve and we, we begin to teach Sunday school or whatever it may be so we can be known. We don't do it for others. That's not why we respond to the voice of God. We respond to the voice of God because it's the voice of God. We don't respond to put on a show for God either. See, God knows your heart. God knows the most inward parts because he created you and made you and he created me. I can't lie to God and I wish I could sometimes because then it would be a lot easier but the truth is I can't because he knows me. When I come to his, him for forgiveness, he goes, yep, I already know. It's like David. David goes, oh, I didn't know I did that. And God's like, you did it. Calm down. Like, just, just, just admit it. When Adam and Eve were in the garden, what did they do? They hid and they were like, well, God, we just heard your voice. And we were just kind of hiding, just making sure that you wouldn't see us. Don't hide from God. We, we can't put on a show for God. We can't put on a song and dance. You see, the truth is we have to respond in sincerity, opening our hearts and our lives and, and saying, God, you said you could forgive me. You said you love me. You said you wanna give me a purpose. So God, oh, I, I'm here, I'm open. I'm displaying everything. As we talk to my youth group, we are vulnerable, vulnerable to God. And we allow, that's not a weakness. That's the biggest strength ever is opening yourself to God. We also don't just respond to God so we make ourselves feel better, so we can check our box, so we can make ourselves just feel like we're a good old pal of Jesus. When we respond to God, we let the word of God actually till our life. We let the seed grow and we let God begin to till and work in the seed and work in his word. You see, when we respond in humility and sincerity, we have to also let God change our hearts. We have to let Him make us new. Say, make us new? new. That means we have to lay down our hopes, our dreams, our aspirations, our friends, our family, our commitments, everything that we want to be, we begin to lay it down and say, What do you want me to be? You see, we have to pick up our cross and follow Him daily. We have to welcome the seed because simply we see this value of the seed. Let me ask you the question: Do you see the value of God's word in your life today? So if we're gonna tune into the voice that matters, say, tune in. Then we have to tune out some things. Tune out Satan's lies. Tune out the hoopla. Say, hoopla. Hoopla. And we have to tune out the thorns. And then we actually have to respond like Isaiah, you know, send me, Lord, right? Like like, like Samuel, here I am. We have to respond with sincerity and humility. But here's the kicker. This good soil, not only did it receive the seed, Not only did it grow the seed, but it actually did what? That all the other seeds didn't. It it grew fruit. It actually produced fruit. It actually did something useful. And as a Christian, that's really hard for us to hear, but are you doing something useful for the kingdom? You see, first of all, if we're going to produce fruit, that means we have to grow deep roots. That means we have to grow in our understanding of God's Word. It means you have to pick up God's Word every once in a while and actually read it and let it permeate and, and like I said, just dive deep into your life. You have to let it shine light on your darkest thoughts. You have to let it shine light on the truth, on, again, showing you the path that God is calling you on. You actually have to grow in understanding what this Word means. That we don't just buy the malarkey that we hear on Facebook or on social media. Or we don't buy the malarkey that we see in just a good short 30 second video. No, we buy into the word of God that can change our hearts. It is ancient. It is forever. Because it is literally the word that God spoke. It's important. (laughs) The grow deep roots is not only just growing in the understanding of his word, but you would grow in appreciation that as a Christian right now, if you don't appreciate what Jesus did for you, if you don't jump for joy when of Jesus, what Jesus did for you, if you don't go, whoa, Jesus, that's some fun stuff right there. Jesus, you were so good. Jesus, you forgave me the worst of sinners. Or Jesus, man, you uplifted me in times. Or Jesus, man, you corrected me and you gave me a switch when I needed it. Jesus, you were so good, man. You took things away from my heart, things that I loved so dearly, Lord. You took them away in moments of crisis, Lord, but that is good because you are good. And because if you are good, I know your plans are good. And because your plans are good, they're enough for me. So I appreciate everything you do, even when it's tough, even when it's hard, even when it brings you to tears, even when you are crying and weeping in sadness. You find joy because Jesus is good. You see, his work is to be appreciated, but your relationship is also to grow. That if the seed is bearing fruit in your life, it has to have deep roots. You have to be connected to him. You have to have a wellspring of life. There has to be moisture so that you can grow. Jesus is the water that is everlasting. He is the bread that satisfies. He is the hope that will always endure. He is the love that always will be with you. So grow in a relationship with him. Grow in appreciating his work and grow in understanding his word because as you read this, all those things can happen. Pray. Pray to him, talk to him, even when it hurts. I know that's a tag on, but in my life, if I didn't have prayer, if I didn't have a relationship with the Father, I would fall and grumble. I wouldn't be where I am. I wouldn't be in front of you right now if I didn't have a simple prayer life. I would be talking to myself and myself has a lot of weird thoughts. (laughs) But here's the truth. If we're gonna produce fruit, we also have to actually bear fruit. (laughs) Meaning you actually have to grow fruit. You don't just grow roots to to grow up and just stand there. You actually have to do something as a Christian. I'm gonna bring it to the simplest thing. What is the fruit of the spirit? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and self-control, right? I mean, did I not say gentleness? Here's what I learned. Thank you for correcting me. See, I just rattled it off. Here's the truth is, is I actually learned this randomly. I learned that uh, uh, not gentleness, but goodness. I never understood that one. And I was researching this and looking it up and going, God, what does that mean? And and, and I believe, I, I could be wrong, Brother Dennis. You can correct me in my theology. But I believe that's a more generosity. That's more of the kindness is benevolence, meaning I'm showing someone kindness and goodness is actually generously giving because, well, Jesus generously gives. But here's the thing, that we actually bear fruit. That when we walk with Jesus, we learn how to to actually bear fruit like Jesus did. You see, when we walk with Jesus, we learn to love our neighbors because he loved even us, the worst of sinners. That when we walk with Jesus, we learn to rejoice in every circumstance because he rejoiced in spite of the cross. You see, when we walk with Jesus, we learn to make peace with our fellow man because he suffered at the hand of man to give us peace with God. You see, when we walk with Jesus, we learn to patiently wait for his voice because he patiently pursued us in our wanderings. You see, when we walk with God, we learn to show kindness to both the beggar and the rich man because he showed us overwhelming kindness and generosity. You see, when we walk with Jesus, we learn to live above reproach because he lived perfectly on this earth. We learn to live faithfully because he never breaks his promises. Never forget that one. He never breaks his promises. If you've been a Christian 50 years, I pray pray that you can testify to that. Or more, or less. (laughs) You see, when we learn to be gentle, we learn it because he beckoned even the children to come. That's right, he loved little children too. Doesn't matter about the age, he called children even to himself. And finally this, that when we walk with Jesus, we learn to actually walk in discipline because he walked in step with the Father's will every single minute of his life. See, when you walk like Jesus and with Jesus, you you begin to learn what it takes to look like Jesus. And you actually become to look like Jesus. You actually begin to live like Jesus. You actually bear fruit that matters. Not fruit that screams and yells at people on social media, but fruit that's life-changing. But if we're going to produce fruit, my favorite part is this. It's actually not in this passage in the sense of like it, it, it is, but it, you have to go back. You have to go back to the top. Because if the seed is the Word of God, and the soil is our response to the Word of God, then if we're going to be good soil, what do we do? We welcome the seed... We hear the voice of God. We tune out of some things. We respond to the word of God. And more importantly, we bear fruit. But when we bear fruit, believer, this is so important to you because it only applies to you. If you are a believer in Jesus Christ, you actually become not no longer just the plant. You're not no longer just the soil. You actually become a sower in the lives of other people. Guess what, believer? You're not just a soil today. You're actually the sower. you actually the person who's throwing out seed. What, what does the sower make? What noise does he make? Whoosh, whoosh. Sorry, that's fun. Um, you actually get to sow seed. You get to throw it out. You get to toss it out. You get to spread the seed of Jesus Christ, the gospel, the news that matters. You see, you must throw seed, believer. To bear fruit means not just to live good, but it also means to share the truth. It doesn't just mean to live the truth, but share the truth of Jesus Christ. You, like the sower, must find joy and contentment to spread his word, even when you throw seed on a hard soil, even when you throw seed on a thorny soil, even though you may throw seed on a soil that has a lot of hoopla. Even when it's tough, our job is still the same. Our job's not to worry about where the seed falls. Our job is to worry about the fact that we are spreading and sowing the seed. You remain faithful to Jesus. He'll plant, he'll grow, he'll do what he needs to do. You see, our seed should produce a hundred times what was sown, that when Jesus works in your life, you will see him work and you will see a hundred times what he sowed in your life. That doesn't mean abundance and you're gonna get rich. No, that means that you get to see a lost soul hopefully come to Jesus, that you get to see God work in mighty and miraculous ways, that you get to see God actually move and you get to appreciate it. See, the truth is, is this, that your one changed life can change the world, not because of you, but because Christ chooses to use you. If you are a soil that allows the seed to embed and root and grow fruit, then that fruit will change the world because Jesus is a part of it, because Jesus is using you. So, wrapping this up, I have a few questions for you. Do you need to tune out some things today? First of all, unbeliever, do you need to tune out some things so you can even hear the message that I said? When Jesus said, come and see, did you hear that with hard hearts? Did you hear that going, yep, I want that, but did you actually hear that Jesus said, come and see, come and walk with the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the one who I'm going to lead you, I'm gonna direct you, I'm gonna guide you, I'm gonna be the boss, but I'm also gonna lead you to water so that you can be satisfied. Maybe you need to tune out some things today. Believer, maybe you just need to tune out some Satan lies Maybe you need to start listening to the voice of God a little closer today. Are you focused on Christ this morning or is there something else running through your brain? I'm thinking about lunch right now, I'll be real, when I probably need to be focusing on Christ. Are you focused on Christ this morning? Believer, are you bearing fruit that matters? And are you sowing seeds in the life of other people around you? The clear command from Christ is not only do we go and we bear fruit, but we also sow seeds in the life of others. Simply put, are you hearing the voice of God today? Have you heard the voice of God today? Have you heard the truth from the word of God? So simply put, how are you going to respond? Believer? Are you gonna tune out some things in your life? Believer, are you going to start moving? Are you gonna start going, how can I grow deeper fruit? How can I grow deeper roots? Are you gonna start picking up your Bible now? Not as a New Year's resolution, but as, as honest, heartfelt sincerity going, I wanna get to know God. However you would choose to respond, believer, respond today. If you are an unbeliever here, meaning you just don't know Jesus, I encourage you to come get to know him today. I'm gonna invite Brother Dennis and the band and, and Brother Kevin up here and win we sing, sing with, with joy if you know Jesus. Respond to Jesus today, whatever he's calling you. Let me pray. Father God, you were good, you were gracious, and you were enough. And God, I pray as I deliver this message, Lord, I pray there would be people who would choose to come and see for the first time if that's what they need to do. But Lord, if there is anyone here today, Lord, who is a believer and Lord, they just need to know Maybe they heard something that, that I didn't even say, Lord, that you're speaking through your word. Your Holy Spirit, you're speaking in their life. Lord, I pray it would line up with your word number one, but more importantly, Lord, that you would you would allow it to grow and bear fruit in their life. Lord, guide, lead, move, direct, Lord, as I have delivered this message, Lord, let it be you who produces fruit. Lord, as I have sown, Lord, would you allow the seed to grow and bear fruit? God, allow these people, this church to grow in love. In humility and sincerity, knowing that you are the only way, the truth, and life. In your name. Amen. Would you stand with us and sing?